0: Among female factory workers and food stall operators, opium smoking was a legitimate social pastime, a a way to bond and to escape. The original source for most of this opium was India. Once 18th century British colonial authorities discovered that high-quality, potent Patna opium and cheap Malwa opium were popular in China, they promoted poppy cultivation and opium production. Meanwhile, social and economic trends within China itself created a large and growing market for the drug, long before the Indian opium juggernaut came online. For all of opium's allure and some significant medical benefits, it can be highly addictive. And as with all addictions, personal tragedy and social disruption come in addiction's wake. Consequently, among China's 60 million users, there must have been hundreds of thousands of addicts at any one time. Addiction ensnared the poorest laborer and and the most senior imperial official. Some addicts were estranged from their families and became part of a floating underclass that unnerved imperial officials. But that's not you. You're leaning on your right hip. You hold an exquisite cloisonné pipe with silver filigree. It's part of a very expensive set of smoking utensils of so the, the finest craftsmanship. The set was a gift from your father. Your female companion has shaped a small cone of the finest patna opium and expertly fitted it into the bowl of your pipe. You position the bowl over the spirit lamp, which stands on the low table to your left. The precise amount of heat from the lamp starts to vaporize the oils in the opium. Between her expert packing of the bowl and your knack for finding the sweet spot over the spirit lamp, you take in those magical vapors in one long, steady breath. Then your lady friend takes the pipe from your hand. She scrapes out the dross, cleans the bowl with the matching brushes from the kit, and and then repacks some more patent opium. It sounds like a chore, but she's so expertly trained it's it's an elegant, almost hypnotic ritual. You'll probably inhale three or four more pipes, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a memorable evening as it goes on. The alkaloids and the opium now begin to do their work on your brain chemistry. Peace and comfort mixed with mental acuity. It gets the creative juices flowing, verses of poetry and musical measures start to form in your mind. A top quality Indian patna was believed as well to be an aphrodisiac, although that may be more context than chemistry. Regardless, it is shaping up to be a night of romance, of high culture, and of good fellowship. Tomorrow, you'll get back to being a filial son, a responsible husband and father, and a studious and productive member of society. Can that be right? If so, it doesn't accord with notions about opium use in imperial China that prevailed just a couple of generations ago. The prevailing view was well summarized by H.H. Kane, an American doctor and author of the book Opium Smoking in America and China. He wrote that, and I quote, opium is bound to sink morality, a fertile cause of crime, lying, insanity, debt, and suicide, a poison to hope and ambition a slanderer of family ties, a breeder of sensuality, and finally, impotence. The image of the opium sot was not the elite moderate user, but rather the lost soul in the depths of addiction, the doomed wretch who has given up everything to chase the dragon. Well, that's a problem in dealing with the history of opium in imperial China. It's a a really loaded topic, and and on many fronts it's a loaded topic. In the 19th century, it seemed that it was more stereotypically Chinese than opium addiction. It was thought to be an almost universal condition among the Chinese, a, a misperception that made China both exotic and dangerous. But opium abuse was as much of a problem in 19th century Britain and and the United States as it was in China. Even as the pernicious threat of opium was being conflated with the xenophobic fear of Chinese immigration, the so-called yellow peril, some Westerners reveled in the exotic pleasures of smoking opium in high-end salons in China.